You are tuned to the Folk Music Notebook, your ticket to a virtual folk festival 24-7. And welcome back to Traditions. I'm Ron Alesco, and uh, we're glad you're here today because we have a, an old friend joining us. Uh, now, I first met him probably around the time we started doing the show back in 1980, but he's been on the scene longer than that. In fact, one of his early songs uh, from 1966, a song called I've Been Told, you can find on Smithsonian Folkways on their website. He's been a, a wonderful songwriter that, uh, well, you've heard his music on this program, songs like, like Call Me the Whale, Henry the Accountant, and so many others. And uh, he took a little bit of a sabbatical, but he's been back and he's got a brand new album out. It's called We Shall Stay Here. And this coming Saturday, March 27th at 7.30 p.m., he will be uh, hosting a, an online concert, as everybody's doing these days. And I'm so happy to have him back on the show. Please welcome Mr. Paul Kaplan. Paul, how are you? I'm great, Ron. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, that, thanks for thanks for being here. I, I wish we could be in the studio together. It's been a while since uh, that's, that's happened. It but, hasn't. Uh, yeah, but but you know, I remember. I, I think you interviewed me first in probably mid '80s, mm -hmm. and uh, and then again when after the fire came out in 2003. Right. And so it's another 18 years. So here I am back again. <laughs> well, we're going to have to make it sooner next time. <laughs> I hope so. Well, this is great. I mean, yeah, this is your, your fifth uh, CD, uh, We Shall Stay Here. And uh, what, what, you know, this is a tough time. Obviously, pandemic, uh, not always an easy time to release an album. Why now? Why now? Um, now was the time. Right. Yeah, I had, um, uh, as you remember, there were two LPs uh, in the 80s, uh, Life on This Planet and King of Hearts, which I recorded live at Speakeasy. Yeah. Uh, at the Speakeasy. And then I put out After the Fire and The Folk Process and then this one. Um, I, I, I just started thinking, well, it's about time to, to really I've, I've, over the years since 2008, when I, my last CD came out, um, I've written a bunch of songs that I really, really like and want to get out there. And, um, and then the, the, the pandemic hit and I started being very productive, like a lot of people. And I thought, well, I really want to get these songs out, um, especially, you know, maybe before they're, they're, they're too old for anyone to care about. Um, and I had extra time because I was, uh, as a school teacher, I, I, I actually, get, I'm working at home. Uh, I teach music and I, I've been mm -hmm. working at home for the, literally the last year. Um, and I have an extra hour at each end of the day <laughs> from mm -hmm. commuting. And I also, I'm not going anywhere like anybody else, like everybody right. else. And uh, so I said, well, let's, let's start now. Mm -hmm. And I, I had a big list of songs and I winnowed them down. Um, and then I realized with all the musicians not going anywhere, maybe uh, I could use the pandemic to my advantage. Um, it turns out that a, a lot of, well, the technology uh, for home recording has really improved and become much more affordable for even folk singers, <laughs> folk musicians. <laughs> and uh, so I said, well, who would I really like to have my first choice to back me up? Someone who's sitting in their room, you know, in their house. And um, everyone I approached was delighted to do it. I mean, John Roberts didn't even ask me what song I was doing. He said, sure, <laughs> I'll do it, uh, which was, a, to me, a great honor. Sure. 
Um, and 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 that that turned out to be uh, quite successful, I, I, in my opinion. So yeah. it just seemed, and also I'll be retiring very soon. And I was thinking that um, I I really do miss performing as much as I used to. Uh, and you've seen me perform, and I I, I, I just I just really love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm hoping to do more of that. And um, so I thought, yeah, this this would be a good way to get the music out. And I just want to get the music out, and uh, you know, you barely get paid for it at this point. But um, you you anyone who who creates wants people to hear and and see and uh, watch uh, whatever it is, whatever the art form is, uh, what they've created. And sure. uh, as a musician, you can't just sit in your in your house and sing your songs. You have to get them out one one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So they'll be they'll be over the internet. They'll be on you know on the radio, and and they'll be uh, I, ideally, I'll get to bring them bring them to to my uh, my fans. Yeah, well, it's so good to hear you singing again, and, and to hear hear new new songs from you. Mm-hmm. And and over the past, I mean, your songs you've had people like Sally Rogers and Claudia Schmidt, Ed McCurdy, David Maskell. They've all recorded your music, and your 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 songs like I, "Call Me the Whale" is a classic. And I think on the new album, you've got a couple of songs here that I think are going to be around for a while too. Uh, you know, I'd like to play one of the songs. Um, why don't we start off with a song called Welcome Home? Uh, would you like to introduce that one? That's actually a long story. I'll try not to make it too long. But um, in 2006, there was uh, the New York Times had an article by Dave Anderson, a sports writer, and it was the 60th um, anniversary of Jackie Robinson's debut in the minor leagues, mm-hmm. Brooklyn Dodgers minor league team, the Royals, Montreal. Royals. They, they sent him to Canada. They thought he'd be safer there, I guess. And and his first game, he um, his second time up, his first time up, he grounded out. Second time up, two men on base, he slammed a home run. Mm-hmm. And he only hits, I think, three that year. But he was making himself known <laughs> right away. Mm-hmm. Right. So there uh, the story told about the tension on the team and, and, and the, in the stands and around baseball. And he didn't know how he'd be greet, you know, treated, uh, particularly in this specific moment, if anyone would even come in to the plate and shake his hand. And uh, as he came around third base, there was the, the on-deck hitter, George Shuba, with his hand out. And uh, it got captured on several pictures, <laughs> which, uh, one of which Dave Anderson used for the story. And he, he told us the background of George Shuba and the whole thing, a lot of what I just said. Um, so I, I was really moved by that. And and when things really move me, sometimes they'll come out in a song. And so I cut out the article and saved it. And it was four years later that I suddenly got a, uh, a, way, to, a way to focus the song, which was Welcome Home. That's what the picture is showing. Welcome to home plate, uh, but it's also welcome home to where you always should have been. You, you know, when you're in the Negro leagues, as they called them. Um, so that was I wrote the song and I, I sent it off to uh, Dave Anderson. And several months later, I, I got a phone call from him, and he had retired. And he said, "Well, they just send me all my mail every three months." So <laughs> um, he, he should. He said, "Send it out to to his uh, George and his son Mike and, and his wife and." They'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll love it. And they, I did, and they did. Uh, and then, um, m- to my great surprise, Mike, his, who's, who was uh, taking care of his affairs, sent me this beautiful poster of uh, that article with the picture. Wow. And um, in the middle, it's signed uh, 
I've got it actually in my album. I, I put that in the album notes. I put the actual copy of the, of the photo. He, he signs it uh, to Paul Kaplan. Welcome home. Thanks for the song, George Shotgun Shuba. <laughs> and uh, so I've been carrying that poster around whenever I sing the song. Right. And I put it in, you know, this is the, I have the insert of, I put all the lyrics in, in my album, which I always uh, insist on doing. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, I, the, uh, the, the PS is that I heard from Mike about two months ago and they're doing a statue in Youngstown where George Shuba comes from of that event with the, the handshake. They call it the handshake. Um, and uh, by the way, Chuck Brodsky wrote a song on exactly the same subject, which is a really nice song. Um, maybe he'll be, uh, they, they invited me out to sing it at the unveiling. And maybe I'll get to see Chuck then too. Um, so that's happening in July. And uh, to me, that'll be an, an amazing event. <laughs> so I'll sing the song and they'll unveil the statue of, of the handshake. So that's, uh, that's my very long drawn out introduction. I couldn't make it shorter. I'm sorry, Ron. <laughs> That's okay. It's a great introduction <laughs> for a great song. Let's listen now to Paul Kaplan with Welcome Home. On the 18th of April, 1946, it was opening day for the Royals. And young Jackie Robinson stood at the plate in his first game on minor league soil. With two men on base, he stared at the mound. The fastball came in, his bat flew around. While circling the bases, three runs with one blow, Jackie hoped now his team would respect him. But a voice in his head kept on telling him no, as a Negro they'd never accept him. Approaching the plate, he broke out in a grin, for there stood a teammate to usher him in. Welcome home. George Shuba waiting, his right hand outstretched. Jackie put out his own and George took it. A moment of grace for the whole human race as George gripped Jackie's hand and then shook it. A natural reaction, a man to a man. Someone hits a homer, you hold out your hand. Welcome home. his living room only one photo is hung from his days as a player it's not the world series home run he is proudest of now that he's older and grayer it's minor league shuba in front of the crowd and his body language is shouting out loud welcome home Mr. Jackie Robinson, 
Welcome, welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Welcome home. Mr. Jackie Robinson. Welcome, welcome home. Welcome home. Song about. George Shuba and Jackie Robinson and uh, kind of fitting because it's you know coming up on baseball season again. And I know you're, you're a fan, Paul. I'm a but huge also- fan. I'm still on two teams. In fact, really at, at 72 years of age, I play baseball, hardball. Nice. Yeah, that's, absolutely. that's God bless you. I, 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 I can't run a baseball. I couldn't run when I was a kid anyway. <laughs> it's one of those things. <laughs> we haven't lost anything. Right. There you go. Uh, but no, this, this is such a nice song, not only for this time of year, but obviously for things that are going on in this country. Uh, you know, this past year with Black Lives Matter movement becoming so prevalent, you know, remembering a, a situation like that, a simple handshake and somebody breaking a barrier that shouldn't have been there in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's important to document these in songs. What st- drove you to, to create the song in the first place? Was it a love for baseball, a love for the story? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a really good question. And, and before I answer the question, I, I, I do think the song is interesting. Like, you know, ballads will go on, you know, for like a, a, a 10, 20 year period. This song actually takes longer to sing than the event it, it commemorates. <laughs> which is you know what 30 seconds you know right but, um i try to you know to really as you just heard detail exactly what's in in jackie's mind etc um i when i as i said i if i feel strongly about something uh, i will often write a song about it and social justice has has been a, a theme in my life and in my music for a long time and baseball has been a part of my life i actually saw the dodgers when when jackie was with them back in Philadelphia when I was being, being raised, being brought up. Wow. Um, and um, it's just uh, some, I, I just love the game. You know, I just, I think it's a, it's a perfect game, uh-huh. uh, even though I'm, you know, they could make it a little shorter between pitches, but the, the whole design 90 feet to the each base and 60 feet to the mound. It's just it, the, the balance is just phenomenal. I just love the balance of it and something that, uh, an, you know, an old, old geezer like me can still play. <laughs> you don't have to be that fast or, or strong. Uh, you just have to be able to get your bat on the ball. Uh-huh. So I, I put those two passions together uh-huh. and, and with music and, and there it is. But your passion for songwriting, I mean, as I mentioned before, you, your first song, well, not your first song, but one of your first songs from 1966, you've been writing almost continuously. I mean, I know you took a little sabbatical from performing and recording to become a teacher, um, but I, I bet you were still writing songs even during that period. Oh, absolutely. And um, I, I've never been terribly prolific, but something will just grab me and I can't put yeah. it down. Um and uh, I mean, sometimes a song will take years, uh, um, like Let's Make a Toast, uh, which mm-hmm. I, I may, why don't we do that? We'll talk about that one next. Yeah, let's do that. that. I don't know if that's on your list, but it um, is. <laughs> so, I mean, that one uh, was originally written as a um, on 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 demand. Uh, the, uh, you, you know, Susan Forbes Hansen. Right, uh, and she had the. Uh, she was here in Amherst, where I live, uh, on Valley Folk for many, many years, and that uh, unfortunately was canceled uh, a, a while back. And we we still miss it. We still miss mm. it. But she had. Uh, we're doing uh, the fund drive for the local station, and I called in and said, "Listen, I'll write a song for someone who who pledges." 
And uh, I didn't know what would happen or even if I could do it, but I thought, well, let's try it. And, and one person uh, took the offer and uh, it took me a long time to reach him. But finally, um, I've got to say, it took me so long that I wrote a song about how hard it is to reach him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and finally, I, he told me, uh, uh, which I'm going to sing at, at, my live, at my live CD. Uh, that's going to be the bonus cut um, at, at this concert. Um, <laughs> and um, Mark McNally uh, asked for a, a toasting song. So I wrote a toasting song and I sent him that and the one about how hard it is to reach him. And uh, he, he wrote back eventually uh, and he said, you know, that, that toasting song is great, but everyone I play it for loves the one about how hard it is to reach me. <laughs> so, so, but, but it, it's not appropriate for an album, but um, the, the toast song, it, it's just morphed and morphed and morphed and changed throughout oh, at least 30 years. And uh, I, really wanted to put it on this record. And I wrote a, a new last verse, which reflected the times we're in. And I said, well, it's acapella, but I, I don't want to do it all by myself. So I said, who, who sings it? Who would be best to sing a toasting song? And I thought, John Roberts. And John and I, did, we did a gig together and we've, we've, we know each other uh, off and on for, for decades. And uh, so, uh, and then I said, well, maybe some concertina. So I, I as I mentioned, I talked to him, he, he was delighted to do it. And so we, 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 he sent me his tracks and, and Max Cohen, the, the amazing engineer, who's a great guitarist as well, um, started putting it all together. And then he said, he said you know, maybe we, there's a round at the end. It's a, it's, it's a related round. And he said, maybe we should get other people singing on that round. And I said, sure, let's do that. So I started inviting people from all over, anybody I knew who had a, a really good voice, including a Jeff Gillette who lives in Gloucestershire in England. Um, who I met through uh, the Co-Video Folk Music Club. Isn't that a great name for an online? You <laughs> 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 send in videos, and uh, he's, he's, he's a fabulous performer. And I said, well, let, I'll send it to him. And he said, sure, I'll do it. And, um, and some Margaret Walters, who lives in Australia, uh, they, they all sent me, um, they joined in on the round. I got Deb Cowan and uh, Jeff Bryant, a lot of, and some local friends who, who have great voices. Anyway, we put it all together, and... That worked great. And then we said, well, wait a minute, they're talking about toasting. So at the end, we need some, you know, some clinks. So we got, we got some people to do some clinking and, and scolding and it. So it became a, a, actually a huge production, <laughs> but, but I, I, I was really, really happy with the way it turned out. And of course, nobody, nobody, and of course I paid John, but, but nobody w wanted to get paid for singing around. So I, so I decided, well, I'll just send them a drink. <laughs> so I said, what's your favorite drink? And I sent, I, I you know, I had, had delivered to these people, their gin uh -huh. or their six pack. Of, right. And uh, it just seemed like the proper thing to do. So that, that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, let's make a toast. Let's make a toast to all those who have gathered old friends and new friends. Now lift up your glass. Here's hoping your joys will all keep overflowing. Here's hoping your sorrows all swiftly will pass. May there be arms that will warm you in winter, hands that will wipe summer sweat from your brow. Lips that will miss you when they cannot kiss you A heart to stay true to you all the year round 
May you have eyes to see what lies before you, ears that can hear all the wisdom you're told, a tongue that can taste both the sweet and the salty, a nose for the truth and a truth you can hold. Here's to the farmer who grows hops and barley, the driver who carries the grain from the fields, the brewer who mixes a magic elixir, so we may enjoy what their laboring yields. If you are drinking a simpler concoction, Water or juice from the vine or the tree. May the aromas from all of our beverages now mingle together in sweet harmony. Here's to the future, though it be uncertain, and dark clouds are hovering over our heads. May you have comrades to lighten your burden, who lift up your spirit and keep it well fed. Green bottle, brown bottle, clear bottle, tall or wide. Green Nothing bottle, makes a brown difference bottle, clear bottle, tall or wide. Green Nothing bottle, makes a difference but what is inside or wide. Green Nothing makes a difference but what is inside or wide. Green Nothing makes a difference. But what is inside a white green? Nothing makes a difference. But what is inside a white green? Nothing makes a difference. But what is inside? Let's make a toast. That's Paul Kaplan and. Uh, Almost a cast of thousands there <laughs> with John Roberts and uh, a number of people joining in on the round at the end. Uh, you know, that technologically, uh, as you mentioned before, Paul, uh, you know, I guess this pandemic has taught us all new tools. I mean, here we are. You and I are sitting here with Zoom. Uh, sounds like we're in the same room together, but, uh, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's things we have to learn. And w was it difficult? getting everybody together and, you know, getting it in sync. I mean, I guess Max Cohen, your engineer probably had a lot to do with that. He did. He did a, a yeoman's work. It was, uh, he did spend hours and hours. <laughs> uh, although I, you know, we had a, we had a track for him to sing along with, but some people cut off earlier, you know, and, and um, he, he did a lot of rearranging stuff. Uh, uh, and uh, he's just, he's amazing. He's a, a magician. Yeah, it's it's an amazing album. Again, it's called We Shall Stay Here. And you're going to be doing a virtual concert. It's this coming Saturday, March 27th at 7.30 p.m. Um, is this your first virtual concert? Have you done any since the uh, pandemic started? I, I did a practice one for, for the act, to, to be honest. I, I had a Kickstarter campaign. So one of the uh, higher level uh, rewards was you can be in this private concert. And so we did that a, a, a few weeks ago. And I just had such a ball. It was like, this is your life. Because I have people who, who contributed to Kickstarter from, I counted 26 different 
areas of my life. Wow. <laughs> and, and, and there it was. This is your life, Paul Kaplan. And uh, we had a, just had a ball. So uh, I, I really want to do it again. And, and, and um, I also should say, that unfortunately, this is the first night of uh, first Seder. And I, I foolishly chose that night. But we are going to record it. And anybody who wants to uh, get that recording can just go to my Paul Kaplan music, mm -hmm. uh, paulkaplanmusic.com and, and put your name in and we'll, we'll let you know how to do that afterwards. Great. And I understand that this is a Zoom concert, which is also going to be shown on Facebook, but I believe Zoom is limited to 100 people. So I guess people who want to be part of your virtual audience uh, have to sign up in advance? Um, yes. Uh, you can sign up. You can register. Uh, and that's... Um, well, I mean, I, I, I guess go to my website because on the homepage it tells you how to do that, mm -hmm. paulkaplanmusic.com. But it, it's going to be on uh, YouTube, mm -hmm. and uh, we're, we're skipping Facebook on this one. Uh, but uh, the event announcement is on my Facebook page. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be on YouTube afterwards, and that's why we're, we're recording it, uh, the YouTube version. Oh, excellent. Uh, you know, it, we're, we're talking about technology and how things have changed. I mean, I don't think anybody envisioned – uh, here in 2021, you'd have to do a virtual CD release, but mm -hmm. it is what it is. And, uh, you know, you, you've been around this business for a while. Uh, you know, this is your fifth album. You've been recording since I first met you back in the 80s. I, I still have vinyl copies of your, your LPs. <laughs> um, it, it obviously has changed as an artist, the way things are recorded. Have you, have you found it easier, harder, different? Have you learned things uh, over the course of time? Yes, I've learned that it's easier to correct mistakes uh -huh. <laughs> and, uh, and speed speeding. When we, when we did um, uh, um, King of Hearts, we, we, we did the, the whole thing twice in one night at the speakeasy. And uh, so we could we could pick and choose the, the better better versions. But there, there were some that um, we, we took part of one and, and part of another. And we, it was not that easy to get the right tempo we tried to have the same but there you know now tempo is no problem pitch no problem uh, whatever it is you can make it uh, you can fix it yeah. um and i mean you know i, I don't want to say we, we spent the whole time fixing my mistakes but <laughs> but when, when people when you have a whole bunch of people who are not in the same room uh, sometimes sure. you have to make adjustments I, I mean that part of it is is has definitely changed uh, and I, I i i don't think it sounds any of the any of the worse for it to no. tell you the truth it, it sounds great. I mean, there's uh, 12, 12 original songs. And you, you mentioned before we played uh, Let's Make a Toast. Uh, was that 30 years you said that that was first written? Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, so so all of these songs, are, are they from the more recent past or, or just songs that you've been holding back on over the years? Uh, a little of each. Um, I mean, Let's Make a Toast has, uh, little by little, I, I, every few years I go back and twiddle with a little with a little bit and tweak it and um there's another song uh, on the first song is uh, a, a version uh, a parody of little boxes malvina reynolds mm -hmm. uh a classic song and the um i was on vacation in maine and i, I was looking at my, the people's music um a little uh listserv and johanna halbison uh who who is uh, a great folk music lover had been at, at a um a week-long um, Zoom series, series of Zoom meetings. And she said, isn't someone going to write little boxes about Zoom? And um, instead of 30 years, um, within two hours, 
I had posted my version and gotten responses on that same listserv. And it just, <laughs> it just uh, having, you know, been at, at teaching with, with, um, on zoom and then people's music network has all these song swaps and I've been taking part of that. And I run, I run a monthly uh, meeting, which had gone to zoom, um, the, the song and story swap here in, in Amherst. Well, here in the world now. <laughs> right. And, right. and so I, I just, I had a lot of material <laughs> stored up and it just came pouring out. So, and some of the other songs, like the the, uh, the voice of Pete, yeah, uh, I started that in I think two thousand. Uh, actually, I have it on the notes here. Uh, two thousand one, I wrote the voice of Pete when he was starting to um, lose his the same timbre that he had had in his voice, and he was saying, "Oh, I can't sing anymore." And and depending on the audience, of course, the, the always delight, delighted audience to join in and help him get through the song, and and I wrote that song thinking about. Well, what is the voice anyway? I mean, has he really lost his voice? If you look, think of voice in the larger sense of the word, it's just as strong as ever. And that's where that song came from. And um, when he heard it, he said, don't sing it. Really? <laughs> you, you know, Pete, how humble, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Um, how humble he was. He said, one of these days, I'm going to kick the bucket. And then you can sing whatever you want. Uh, um, and so, well, uh, you know, it, when he was 94, he kicked the bucket and that bucket went flying into uh, so many of us and, and knocked us over. So um, I, I, I started singing the song again, but it didn't seem quite complete because there was there, there was a uh, posthumous aspect to it. So I, I wrote a couple of new verses and um, on the album, I was able to get Jay Unger to play fiddle in between the two, the two, two sections, more or less. And he did a double fiddle thing, which just knocked me out. Um, he was he was someone I you know I I also did did I played with him and and we crossed paths. He actually sang. I had an old coat. He recorded that once. Mm -hmm. So we knew each other. And he said, absolutely, would love to do it. And Molly Molly will throw in the bass, <laughs> her acoustic bass. And so on four songs, two of them he's playing mandolin, and two he's playing the the, the I call it the violin because to call it a fiddle. I, I love fiddle music, but it doesn't sound like fiddle music. It's right. It's, it's got, a, a, of course, his tone on whatever he plays is, is unbelievable, but it just sounds like, like, you know, it's like Perlman, you know, it's just beautiful, beautiful sure. violin playing. So yeah, he, he put, he put that in there and I was real pleased with the way it came out. And, and of course, Pete, uh, he's been such an influence for generation after generation. So a lot of people can relate to the song. I dreamed I heard Pete Seeger sing when he was 93 Says I, but Pete, you lost your voice It never died, said he It never died, said he You used it up at concert halls and all those picket lines Says Pete, I lost my vocal cords, my voice is doing fine my voice is doing fine Though some would say my voice has died It's never been as strong As when it comes back amplified By those who sing along By those who sing along For I am like the shanty man Who stands before the gale Helps us pull together so we all can raise the sail. We all can raise the sail. 
And just before my dream was o'er, he left me with these words. When what you sing comes from the heart, you always will be heard. You always will be heard. Now Peter's gone, but if you listen well, you'll surely hear his song, his hammer, and his bell still ringing loud and clear, still ringing loud and clear. Wisconsin down to Texas, California to Wall Street. When folks sing out for justice, then you'll hear the voice of Pete. You'll hear the voice of Pete. I dreamed I heard Pete Seeger sing when he was 93. Says I, but Pete, you lost your voice. It never died, said he. It never died, said he. And that was a song called The Voice of Pete, Paul Kaplan. Paul's new album is called We Shall Stay Here. He's doing a virtual concert this coming Saturday, March 27th at 7.30 p.m. His website is paulkaplanmusic.com. And Paul is with us today. And uh, uh, Paul, I, I am just so thrilled to be able to play new music and new recordings from you. Uh, five albums in, in what, 50 plus years. Uh, you, you, <laughs> you should be doing better, Paul. <laughs> but you've written some such so many classic songs and um, you know songs that I think are going to be around for, for a long time. Um, are, are you still enjoying playing and making music? I mean, obviously with the pandemic, things are different this year. But, you know, when I first met you, the, the days of speakeasy, um, things were different. You know, the, you know, you don't have any place like speakeasy anymore in the, in the village. It's harder for, for younger artists, I think, to, to get that start. But is it enjoyable for you as a, as a, as a performer? Oh, as much as ever, as much yeah. as ever. I, you know, speak, the, the, the Musicians Co-op, which was uh, uh, housed at the, at the speakeasy uh, for those several years, I started in, I guess, 82, and I, I moved out of New York in 88, and it was still going strong. Um, it was, it was a, a seminal time in a lot of ways, and, and maybe more, less seminal than just um, joyful. Mm-hmm. There, there was there was a lot of just great, great uh, camaraderie and people supporting each other and learning from each other and, and just just helping out. And, and, and Jack Hardy created venues uh, for people. He, he, he was one of the people he, he and Angela Page, his wife, and a, a bunch of us started the Speakeasy Musicians Co-op. But he was really a driving force, especially behind the, the fast folk. Mm-hmm. And you know, you wanted to get, to write a song good enough to be on fast folk, you know. And that, it was there were there was all the, and to and to to be play at the Speakeasy or, or Folk City, and that there was so much motivation. And uh, you know, New York is all about that. Or, and and you know, let's try let's try to get better and better and better. It was very exciting. And and I I wrote probably more songs at that point than ever in my life because I was going to the to the Cornelia Street Cafe, which was every Monday, and you really wanted to have a new song every week. And um, there were people there who were going, and they were very, very nice. They wouldn't, wouldn't 
you know, if they had anything negative to say, they'd find a positive way to say it. All right. So, so it was just, it was a great community and, and I do miss that. I miss Jack and, and yeah. so many who, uh, who, who are gone now. Um, but I, uh, I feel, I feel incredibly lucky because my, my hands still work. My brain still works. I, my, my voice, you know, it's just, uh, I can still sing, carry a tune. So, uh, I feel I feel extremely fortunate, and it's almost uh, unfair not to keep making music, right. uh, you know. And I, I think I have something to say, and I, I think sometimes people want to hear it. Oh. So um, I, I, no, I haven't lost any of any of the joy. I, you know, I love teaching. I've been teaching you know, school for over twenty five years now, music, and, and I've been teaching guitar since nineteen sixty, well, really nineteen seventy, steadily. And I, I, I'll probably do more of that when I retire as well. In uh, fact, I can do it uh, on Zoom to anyone who wishes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the new new skills that we learn. Yeah. I, it, it has to be rewarding to be a, a school teacher. Uh, I, I, it's got to be frustrating at times too, I could imagine. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I know that's kind of, you took a sort of a sabbatical um, from performing as you were, I guess, developing your career as a school teacher. Um, are you going to miss teaching when you retire? I'm sure I will. Yeah. Um, it also, I should say that, that I, I, you know, my wife and I raised a couple great daughters during this time. Yeah. And, and uh, that was, that was, that became that and the teaching became a really major focus, but I, I still did perform and, and do perform when asked. Uh, I have done it all along. It yeah. just, it was not the major focus. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll miss the kids. I, I do. I do love them. It's elementary. Uh, and uh, actually I, I have three year olds now. <laughs> oh. And, wow. and so it's a, uh, which is a challenge, but uh, especially online. But I, I will miss that. But uh, I hope to, you know, to see the, just, you know, children around and 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 they're welcome to come to my concerts. And sure. uh, I think they'll have a good time. So it'll just be a different chapter. Right. That's it. It's a, it's a continuing chapter. <laughs> well, well, Paul, this is a this has been so much fun talking to you. And uh, you know, the, the concert you got coming up. Uh, are you going to be doing the entire album? Uh, what do you What are your plans? I'm going. Uh, and and what we did that that last time, I, there were a lot of people sitting there because they, they had the album. They had they had the, the notes, and we just I go through one song after the other from the beginning to the end of the album, and um, yeah. And if 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 anybody wants. Once the insert, you know, you can download the album, but I, I don't have the insert on my website, but you can just drop me a note on the website and I'll, I'll give you the, uh, I'll send you a, uh, the, the lyrics and all the, all the notes and uh -huh. the pictures and all that stuff. Um, so, so yeah, I'll, I'll just go straight, straight ahead. Plus we're going to add Mark McNally. Can't, oh, can't, cool. forget, can't, can't forget Mark McNally. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like a fun night. It's going to be this coming Saturday, uh, March 27th, 7.30 p.m. And for more information, paulkaplanmusic.com. Paul, it's been great talking to you again. And uh, we, we have to make it sooner than, what, 15, 18 years, whatever it's been since let, your last time. Let's we, try. We, let's try. Let's try to get it sooner <laughs> next time. Hopefully there'll be no pandemic. Uh, but before I'm we glad, I'm, glad you're, I'm sorry. I'm glad you're still here. I mean, you, you've been hanging on. It yeah. With, uh, they they uh, haven't figured uh, out how to get rid way. of me yet. So yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's been fun, too. Um, but I'd like to play one more song before we leave. Um, There's a song called After the Fire. Uh, could you tell us about this one? Sure. This was the title song of my uh, first CD in 2003, and it was the last song I wrote because um, uh, we started recording. In fact, we started to our first recording session was planned for September 11th, to, uh, 2001, and it was canceled, mm. obviously. And um, 
I ended up writing a, a, a song to commemorate that exactly a year later. And um, I should say about this album, it's in three sections. It's got um, first section is these are the uh, these days, which is uh, some parodies uh, about our, our life right now. And then the second three songs are from uh, Life on This Planet from that album, which I, I never digitized till now. And then mm -hmm. I have uh, songs, seven songs of grace, struggle and hope. And that's uh, that's what I was thinking when I wrote uh, After the Fire, because it's about renewal. And right. this, this, and then the song itself became renewed because I, I, I'm part of the Leverett Community Chorus out here, and uh, they've done a, 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 a song of mine. They did "We Shall Stay Here," in fact, in three parts. And so I, last uh, summer or summer and a half ago, I arranged it for a four-part chorus for our, for our chorus, and we and we sang it, and uh, we recorded it, and there were a couple glitches, so we recorded it again, and then uh, I couldn't decide which one to use. So I said to Max, can you stick them together? <laughs> and I don't know how he did it, but he put these two live versions uh, into one. And, with, and, and we had a little bit of studio help, the, the violinist who used to teach my, my daughters, uh, uh, Diana Peely, came in and did an amazing fiddle break and um, some other stuff got added in. And uh, I was just really delighted by, by the, uh, the, way it all, the way it all came out. Hmm. I'm just really thrilled. So I put that at the end, and there's a little clapping at the end because it was a live concert, and it seemed like a fitting way to end an album that's full of, full of uh, grace, struggle, and hope. Right, and we need some hope right now. Absolutely. And Paul, I again, thank you for all the great songs you've given us over these years, and uh, I look forward to the, uh, the release party this coming Saturday and, and much more to come. And uh, again, my thanks to you for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for, for letting me speak <laughs> and sing. And now, we're going to hear you sing right now. Here's uh, After the Fire. Again, the name of the new album is called We Shall Stay Here. PaulKaplanMusic.com.
Paul Kaplan, and a song from his new album, We Shall Stay Here, a song called After the Fire. That was also a title cut from an earlier album that he uh, recorded, uh, also called After the Fire, back in 2003. But he's uh, reworked the song, and it fits so beautifully in this new album, We Shall Stay Here. Uh, The final cut on the CD, songs that uh, give us some hope. And uh, speaking of hope, you can catch Paul in concert online this coming Saturday, March 27th at 7.30 p.m. You can go to his website, paulkaplanmusic.com, for more details. Again, I'd like to thank Paul for joining us today. He has written some great songs over the years. Um, I think one of the first songs that uh, gained him recognition was the powerful Call Me the Whale. And uh, there have been others. I Had an Old Coat, which has been recorded by so many artists, including uh, the children's artist Sharon Lowison Brown. I want to play a version of that right now. This is from Sally Rogers and Claudia Schmidt. Again, this is Paul Kaplan's song, I Had an Old Coat. I had an old coat, but the coat got torn. What'll I do? What'll I do? I had an old coat, but the coat got torn. What'll I do? What'll I do? I had an old coat, but the coat got torn. So I cut it down, and a jacket was born. And I'll sing every day of my life. And when those threads were getting thin, what'll I do? What'll I do? When those threads were getting thin, what'll I do? What'll I do? When those threads were getting thin, I called it a shirt and I tucked it in. And I'll sing every day of my life. Well, the sleeves wore out to the east and the west. What'll I do? What'll I do? The sleeves wore out to the east and the west. What'll I do? What'll I do? The sleeves wore out to the east and the west. So I cut and I sewed till I had me a vest. And I'll sing every day of my life. I stained that vest with cherry. What'll I do? What'll I do? Stain that vest with cherry pie. What'll I do? What'll I do? I stain that vest with cherry pie. So I cut and I stitched till I had me a tie. And I'll sing every day of my life. When that tie was looking lean, what'll I do? What'll I do? When that tie was looking lean, what'll I do? What'll I do? When that tie was looking lean, I made a patch for my old blue jeans, and I'll sing every day of my When that button was almost gone, 
With what was left I made this song Which I'll sing every day of my life I will sing every day of my life I will sing every day of my life I'm gonna have some fun here Henry was an accountant He worked with a pencil in his hand If you had some income You needed covered up Henry the accountant was your man Lord, Lord Henry the accountant was your man When Henry was a little baby Sitting on his daddy's knee He picked up a crayon And a little piece of paper He said two plus one equal three Eureka! He said two plus one equal three Now the man who bought the first calculator He thought he was mighty fine he walked up to Henry with a sneer on his lip. He said, your job is gonna be mine, sucker. He said, your job is gonna be mine. Well, Henry stood up and drew his weapon. He said, a man isn't anything but a man. We'll have ourselves a race and I'll put you in your place. Or I'll die with my pencil in my hand, long, long Or I'll die with my pencil in my hand So each man drew a fifty-pound ledger Then Henry went to work with all his might His hand was getting cramped and his shirt was getting damp Still he swore that he would not give up the fight, long, long Still he swore that he would not give up the fight Gentlemen, modulate well, After three long hours in battle Man with a machine moved out ahead He had Henry beat until on the final sheet Suddenly his batteries went dead, Lord, Lord Suddenly his batteries went dead Gentlemen, demodulate well, Henry beat that calculator Now his powers could never be denied But the terrible strain Had been too much for his brain So he laid down his glasses and he died Lord, Lord, he laid down his glasses and he died But they buried Henry in the graveyard But his Trusty pencils and his pad 
And when their checks don't clear, they always shed a tear for the last human being who could add, Lord, Lord, it was the last human being who could add. Good God, he was the last human being who could add, Lord, Lord, he was the last human being who could add. Little boxes on computers, little boxes filled with floating heads, little boxes, little boxes, little pictures with no frame. We're all trying to stay healthy with a total lack of leadership. There's one blockhead to zoom in on if you're wondering who to blame. And we try to pay attention But we're busy counting nasal hairs On the boxes, little boxes Little pictures with no frame This is how we meet each other And the world sees our messy living rooms Or the part that we just cleaned up Cause we have a sense of shame And somebody's dog is barking And her husband is in his underwear And don't ask what she is wearing Down below that missing frame Someone else who left their sound on Now is using the facilities But thank God there is no video Just a gray box with their name And we're zooming every morning And we're zooming every afternoon We're so busy getting dizzy Watching pictures with no frame When this horror show is over And again we're three-dimensional We'll no longer be in boxes But we'll never be the same Paul Kaplan with his parody of Little Boxes that appears on his new CD, We Shall Stay Here, a CD that he will be performing on his uh, virtual concert this coming Saturday, March 27th, paulkaplanmusic.com for more information. We also heard Paul's song, Henry the Accountant, performed by David Massengill back at the bottom line. It's from one of the fast folk musical magazine shows that took place there in the uh, mid-80s. What a wonderful club, and they did so much to help keep this music alive and going and giving opportunities to people like Paul and David and everybody from the, the speakeasy fast folk scene. And another Paul Kaplan song, I Had an Old Coat, another one that's destined to become a classic. Sally Rogers and Claudia Schmidt performed that. Again, my thanks to Paul Kaplan for joining us today on Traditions, uh, his website, paulkaplanmusic.com. And also, my thanks to all of you for tuning in today. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Don't forget to write. My email address is ron at folkmusicnotebook.com. Again, that's ron at folkmusicnotebook.com. Hope you all have a wonderful week. And remember, wherever you go, make sure you carry a song in your heart. Take care, everybody. 